Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Seek the New Podcast with me, your host, Alexa. It's me, Alexa. Hello, everyone. I hope you all are doing so, so well. Happy Friday or happy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day of the week you're listening to this. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Seek the New Podcast. I hope you guys have been enjoying each episode I've been bringing recently. They've been some of my favorites, just as I said in the last episode, just being able to talk to you all. Um, I really, really love doing this podcast, and I just want to give a big, huge thank you to all of those who come back every single week to listen to these episodes, to hear what I have to say. I appreciate you all so, so much. I appreciate you for sharing, for leaving ratings on this podcast. And if you have not, please do not forget to leave a five-star rating. It helps other people come across my podcast. But if you have, which I know that some people have been sharing, whether that's on social media or anything, I just want to say hello to the new people who are here from Sweden, Germany, the Netherlands, Australia, and the Philippines. Hello, everyone. Thank you so, so much for being here. You guys, I'm telling you, you don't know how much of an encouragement it is when I see new countries and just new places um, listening to this podcast. It means so, so much to me when I look at the analytics and I can just tell that we are growing um, slowly but surely. I just, I just love you all and I appreciate you all so, so much. And also, I believe it's really, really incredible for me to be able to share this information. I don't know how long Philippines has been on here. I believe I first saw it last week after I had already released the podcast. But I wanted to share for those who are in the Philippines. Guess what? I always tell about my church, New Life Church of Jesus Christ, here in Concord. Um, But we also have a location in the Philippines. And that is something that is just, I mean, I'm so glad that I could share that with you all. I don't know where, you know, you are located listening to this, but if you would like to know where that church is located, because you could potentially be close to it again, I don't know. I know Philip, you know, the Philippines is a huge place, but if you would like more information on that, please, please DM me on Instagram. My Instagram is Alexa V Cerna. Um, And yes, please let me know. Or you can leave like a question under this podcast. I believe that'll be available to you as well. I've said it once and I've said it again. When I first started this podcast, I really wanted this to be something I was really consistent in. I wanted to be able to grow so I can just be able to share more about Jesus, just share more about his blessings um, and really how, as I've said, he came to give us a rich and a satisfying life. He wants that for us. And I love being able to get on here, share my testimony, share what I'm doing that's new, that I know is pleasing to the Lord. And I just I just really hope you all know that. Thank you so, so much to those new people who are here listening. But to the people who have already been here, you know you guys are my day ones. And I appreciate you all so, so much. So today, we are going to just jump right into today's episode. We're going to be talking about setting the atmosphere. And I'm going to be specifically addressing setting the atmosphere in our homes. 
But just know that you are able to set the atmosphere wherever you are. And you do. You add to um, really how that atmosphere is feeling. Is it feeling, you know, positive? Do you feel good there? Or is it, you know, filled with a lot of negativity and bad spirits? So we are going to be talking about that. And the reason I really want to address this with you guys is I think I've mentioned before. If I have not, my husband Joshua and I, we bought our house in September of 2022. Me and Josh were able to move into our house just due to some, you know, really renovating, just getting some things fixed with our house. Um, We were able to finally move in in January of 2023. So this has been a like really just an incredible year of being in our home and It's made me realize how much time it takes to actually make the home how you like it. I was going to say it takes time to make a home, but honestly, just being able to be here with my husband, who I love with all of my heart, when we first moved in, even though we didn't have barely any furniture, I just, I mean, I knew this was home and it felt so good. You know, I would come in here and I would just feel so joyful and just so blessed to be in our home like I'm just so proud of me and Josh for what we've done um at our age and just being married so and those things were literally answer prayers they were dream come trues if you say and but with that as I said it's taking a while to actually get our home to you know where we like it as far as the decor and recently so we moved in in January it's taken us about I think we got it in October um so it took us about 10 months to get a rug okay a rug I don't know if I've mentioned this which is why I'm retelling it we had been looking for a rug forever we had our you know our sofas we had our dining room table we finally started even incorporating photos on our walls maybe in about June and I know that that's literally a long time like we had little wedding photos here and there but we actually really started putting things on the wall get into decor um maybe in June if it wasn't June then maybe it was a little bit earlier than that maybe March we maybe had a couple of photos but In September, you know, our house was how we wanted it, really. We had our sofas, we had our dining room tables, we had our room set up, and our room is set up really how we want it. We want the room to be a little more minimal, um, but we are trying to get, like, a nice photograph to go above our bed, which I did, side note, find at Goodwill the other day, um, but I put it back because it just wasn't, you know, talking to me as much as I thought it would speaking to me. Um, But, so, we ended up in October finding the most perfect rug to fit our home when I say the most perfect rug I mean I don't believe we could have found a better rug if we tried and we got it from Facebook marketplace we had to go to over there to Lake Norman to get it it was only $75 and it is stunning I'm obsessed with it it matches the decor of our house very, very perfectly, and the color palette of it is really spectacular for our home. And let me say this. This is why I came with you with this episode, because, or this is why I came to you with this episode, because when we put that rug in our home, and, you know, I cleaned it up, I kind of added the rest of the decor around it. It is a really, really big rug, so I believe it's eight, eight and a half by 12, um, Something like that. But when we put this rug in our home, 
I, like I told Josh, I was like, oh my goodness, this is what we've been missing because our home is so, so cozy now. Like it's been homey before because of course I have Joshua and I just love being here because it's our home. But when I tell you it made a drastic difference in the, um, really in the atmosphere of our home, just adding in like a rug, something that had a really, really great texture. And I mean, yeah, it was, it was, I was literally like mind blown because I walked in and like, we have these lamps in our living room. We have three lamps in our living room and we always turn on the lamps when we can, because it gives such a warm, cozy light. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is perfect it's literally perfect we I remember the first night we had it we had put on like some cozy fall ambiance on our projector screen um also side note if you guys didn't know this if you're new here Joshua and I we don't have a television and we aren't getting a television because we have a 120 inch projector screen that we pull down and we bring out our projector our portable projector we set it up and it's perfect for us because you know when we do watch tv we want to actually I guess watch tv in a sense where when we watch movies we want to watch movies so we pull down the screen and we're big movie people joshua and i both are um we have regal unlimited which i've told you guys before if you don't have regal unlimited they should sponsor me by now because it's perfect like you pay for both of us we pay 40 dollars a month for it and you can go to the movies however long you want like literally unlimited times throughout the week to see even new movies so it's really 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 great that's a side note but I mean, it was incredible how much cozier our home felt. And I know you're like, okay, well, Alexa, how did you get that out of, you know, how did you get, we're going to be talking about setting the atmosphere in our home. Are you telling us to go decorate our home? Okay, one, no, not totally. But I am saying if you have no rugs in your house, please go get a rug because you will 100% be able to tell the difference of how much cozier your home is. But more so than a rug, we need to be able to set the atmosphere. And this is me in this moment. I'm speaking to our women. I'm speaking to women right now. As wives, as mothers, I don't have children yet. And if, if and when I'm blessed to have children, that's going to be a really, really incredible moment for me and my husband. But... Right now, just being a wife, I really do, I'm able to control the atmosphere in our home. Not in the sense that I'm saying Joshua is not, but with me being home while Josh is at work, especially this week because I've been off, um, you know, being really the homemaker, being here, taking care of our home, Josh, when he comes home from a long day of work where he could have had a lot of stress on the job, like being really busy. Now, if Josh came home being really upset, is that if he came home being really upset about work and he was taking that out on me, is that something that's okay and normal? No, that's not right. But if Josh came home from work and, you know, I had really been here all day, just clean, just really cleaning up our home, um, being the homemaker that like the homemaker in all of us women that we have and Josh came home and I could tell he was probably a little bit down, but I immediately went to him and started nagging and just like I didn't offer him a warm hug when he came in the house. I would 100% understand if Joshua got upset in the sense that, listen, he wants to come home. He wants to be, um, 
he wants to leave behind really the negativity of all the other you know parts of the world and he wants to come home to a safe place and if i am nagging at him about something that's happened and the only reason i'm able to speak on this is because this has happened where i've been home for instance like i may have been doing a lot of laundry and i may have found some clothing pieces of joshua's on the ground i will pick it up i'll take it to the laundry room i'll wash it i'll fold it and then he gets home after a long day of work after i've literally been able to relax be at home yes i've done laundry but i've maybe been out to go been able to go shopping and he comes in even though I've already done this stuff, which is like, I shouldn't even bring it up if I was going to do it. And I shouldn't bring it up, period, because none of us are perfect. I've left some stuff around, too. But he's came home and I'm like, why did you not put your stuff in the laundry? Like, I, I did it this morning. I just noticed it was, on, it was on the floor. And then he may get a little like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I was going to say hostile, but that's not the word. He may get a little bit. What is the word? Please come to me. Hmm defensive yes he may get a little defensive because he just came in the door after a long day of work I didn't even want to offer him a hug when he came in or a hug and a kiss to be like welcome home um but I just immediately started going to him telling him like this is what you didn't do blah 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 blah. you made my day harder and it's like that's not what we should be as good godly wives okay let me put that out there we should not be really tearing our husband down our husband's they need us. You know, we're the people who help them. We influence them um, in a sense that we can really help to civilize a man. OK. Um, and that's that's true. That's true. If we are able to support and build men up rather than tear them down, um, then that's that's a blessing. And that's what we should be to them. It's a blessing. But and I'm going to give you scripture so I can back this up. If we are constantly, constantly nagging and just being really, as some of my grandparents would say, picky-fied, <laughs> it's just where you like pick and you just point fingers and you're always just trying to tell them what they're doing wrong. It's literally for a man to, I think the scriptures, before I read it, and now I'm just trying to think about what it says, but it would literally be better for a man to be in the desert than to be with a nagging wife. And that's, that's pretty, that's a pretty like strong scripture. Okay. I'm going to read you a couple of those, but for that moment, I just wanted to go ahead and kind of talk about, um, or give you kind of an idea about where this kind of came from. Because I was thinking when I saw that rug, I was like, wow, this rug brings so much more coziness to our home. What are other ways I can set the atmosphere in our home? And in that moment, I was thinking about decor, but more than decor, I'm able to set the atmosphere in my home by fixing my attitude and by bringing in love to our home, by welcoming in Jesus. And so I'm going to give you about six ways that you can set the atmosphere in your home. And just to make sure I get this point out, that little spiel was targeted towards the women, but men you are able to change and take control of the atmosphere as well because you being the spiritual leaders of the household, when you notice things aren't going right, you know, immediately, hey, we're going to sit down and do a Bible study. Our family needs this. Or, you know, take your wife and pray with her. Um, so all of these things I'm mentioning, this is for everyone in the house to do. Maybe there's little kids listening to this podcast. I don't know. I know Gracie listens to this podcast. Um, this is what you can do with your parents. 
and you can do it with your siblings. Um, so yes, this is for everyone. And you don't have to be married to be able to set the atmosphere in your home. If anything, it's really important to know the importance of, you know, being able to set the atmosphere, welcoming in Jesus before you're even married. That way you don't have to learn these things after when you're already dealing with struggles and, you know, you're already in a process of arguing with your spouse or arguing with your kids. You'll, you'll be able to immediately know, hey, this is the enemy. Let me change this. So I'm going to give you some scriptures right now. So the few scriptures I'm about to read, they have the same common ground of shifting the atmosphere. The first scripture I'm going to read, well, scriptures, is going to come from Acts 16, 25 through 28. And this is the ESV version. It says, English Standard <laughs> Version, it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened when the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open he drew his sword and was about to kill himself supposing that the prisoners had escaped but paul cried with a loud voice do not harm yourself for we are all here that's one and i have to pause because is that not incredible Paul and Silas were in prison. You know, these people are locked up in a building that's made of like hardcore dirt and stone and rocks. And they were praising God even in that moment and singing hymns, worshiping the Lord. And an earthquake happened that set them free. That's incredible. Romans 12 and 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The last scripture I'm going to read regarding shifting the atmosphere is Philippians 4 and 8. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, and another virgin says pure, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. I love that scripture. The reason I really wanted to mention it is because Paul, in this moment, is telling us to think on things that are good. Think on things that remind us of Jesus. Because when we do, it will... First of all, this is a really great scripture to go to when we're dealing with anxiety because it calms our mind. It helps us to keep our mind with the truth of God and what he is, which is love and joy. But also, whatever we think, we will start to see those things. Okay, so if you're thinking about a lot of negative things, if you're thinking about arguments, if you're thinking about fights starting, you will start to see more fights and arguments starting. I've spoke about this before. I think when I was dealing with my testimony, I had read a book talking about the battle in the mind and really just how to fix our thoughts. And literally, scientifically, our brains are wired in a way where if we think on negative things, 
we will be more likely to see and experience negative things because we're looking for it to happen. So we really have to we rewire our minds. Just as you're able to shift the atmosphere to be positive, to be really filled with love, if you have an atmosphere where, for instance, you come in the house, it's really, really peaceful, and then the enemy starts to move, and you just start thinking about something that happened in the past, which, again, the reason I'm able to talk about this and I feel very confident to give this information is because I've experienced this, where I'm literally at home with Joshua. The house is very, very peaceful. And I, and it's just funny. I'm, I'm telling on myself with a lot of this stuff, but I feel, again, enabled to do this because I know it can bless someone else. The house will be very, very peaceful. Everything is fine. And, you know, Josh may even be complimenting me like, wow, the house is very like the house looks really, really clean. Thank you so much for taking care of our house, because he does tell me these things. And. I don't know what a, a flip will literally switch and I'll be like, or I have I'm not like this all the time. Praise God. Now I'm actually more slow to speak in a lot of cases. Sometimes I mess up. Hey, just telling myself. But I know there's instances where I may have been like. Yeah, well, let's just hope it stays that way or something like that, which is like, what do I expect that to do? My husband is literally praising me, thanking me so much for keeping our house clean, keeping our house um, together, fixing him dinner while he's at work. And I'm like, well, I hope it stays that way, implying it's not going to stay that way because you want it to be dirty. And then it starts an argument. And then I'll be like, well, how did that argument just start? You started it. And he's like, are you kidding and I have to literally look at myself and be like, Alexa, what is wrong? What did you just do? And in those moments is when I have to, okay, the devil is a liar. Joshua, I apologize. And it's sometimes, it is, it is sometimes really hard to do. I'm not going to say sometimes. A lot of the times it is hard to apologize. But whenever you are actually, you know, strong and smart enough to do it quickly, you can get that atmosphere back in the place that it needs to be. So I wanted to say that very, very quickly. Now, the next few scriptures are going to be about being a good wife. Proverbs 18 and 22 says, he who finds a good wife, excuse me, sorry. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Proverbs 12 and 4 says, an excellent wife is the crown of her husband. Wow, how incredible is that? But she who brings shame is like rottenness to his bones. I don't even need to say more with that. Hmm. Proverbs 14 and one says the wisest of women builds her house, but folly with her own hands tears it down. Did you guys hear that? Hmm. Colossians 3 and 18. This one makes a lot of women bad. Why? I don't know, because you should be willing to submit to your husband if you trust him and you know he will lead your family well. He is not there to bring you harm. He is there to protect, honor and love you. OK, Colossians 3 and 18 says, wives, submit to your husband as is fitting in the Lord. I'm going to read it again. Wives, submit to your husband as is fitting in the Lord. OK. Proverbs 31 and 11 through 12. This is the last one I'm going to read. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good 
and not harm all the days of her life. That's what a good woman is. I encourage you wives to read Proverbs 31 and it will, you will have the ability. It's accessible for you to be a good wife. And it actually tells us how to be a great wife in the word of God. So read that scripture. Now, men, I'm going to give you scriptures as well. So these scriptures are for the husbands now. Ephesians 5 and 25. Husband, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. Again, needs no explanation. 1 Corinthians 7 and 3. The husband must fulfill his duty to his wife and likewise also the wife to her husband. Now, this last scripture, I'm going to warn you, I'm going to explain it after, okay? For those of you who do not understand what this scripture is saying, is saying. Um, in 1 Peter 3 and 7, this is the New Living Translation. It says, in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wives with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. I think in our society, this can be really difficult for people to understand, but it's important to mention that nowhere in the Bible, there's a concept. Um, there's not a concept saying that women are inferior to men. There's not. It literally, if if you don't get anything else, then know that the Bible does not say women are inferior to men okay we are made to be equal that's that's literally what it says okay we stand beside each other we become one all the other scriptures that i read actually even shows furthermore the strength of women because it shows how we are able to tear up our husband we're able to tear down men or we can build them up when it says rottenness to the bone, do you think somebody who is weak would be able to cause so much pain for her husband, for a man? No. That's not the case. What I believe Peter is trying to literally get us to notice is that women, in this sense, the wives, is worth protecting. They are, they are meant to be cherished. And also, Peter is literally saying that Christian husbands, the Christian husband is expected to give the understanding. They're expected to love and show consideration and courtesy to their wife. They're not supposed to degrade them or make them feel less than because they literally share equality in the eyes of God. Okay? And that's complementing God's work altogether. I also think that what Peter is in more in, in a greater sense, which a lot of people in our society, society today will not understand because this is, you know, now people demonstrate a lot of foolishness, trying to change the way things are supposed to be and the th way things are biblically and even scientifically with biology that there is male and female. There's a feminine and a masculine. Period. We were both created equally, but as women and men, we have different roles in the in marriage. We have different roles. 
And we are each really strong in the roles that we're supposed to do. I'm not supposed to be taking, you know, charge of what Josh is supposed to do in our marriage. He's not supposed to take charge of what I'm supposed to do in our marriage. Okay, he has his roles and I have mine. And in what I'm supposed to do, we become stronger as one. Now, you could take this even further to say, well, if you want to be quite honest, men are typically significantly stronger than women. Okay? I mean, I'm not out there. I wasn't out there building the pyramids. I tell you, were men. Okay? That's all I'm supposed to say. And the reason why this is, again... It says this is in an understanding way when the Christian husbands and the Christian wives, when we know this, when we know what the Bible is saying, how it's not saying we're weaker, how it's not saying that we're inferior towards men in the sense of that weakness. That's what I'm pertaining to. This is why we're able to live together in unity in an understanding way. Okay. We should be maintaining God's order in our marriage. So that's what I'm going to say to that. And as for the, for the last part of that scripture, the importance of this about men protecting their wives, it says, so their prayers will not be hindered. I don't even have to explain that because we all know what, if it says, so the prayers would not be hindered. Men, if you're not honoring, if you're not cherishing, if you're not being considerate of your wives, then it's implying that your prayers can be hindered. Now I'm going to give you the ways that you can change the atmosphere. Since I've given you scriptures to be able to back a lot of the stuff up that I'm saying, these are some ways you can change the atmosphere in your home. I really want to apologize to you all because I did just hear one of those, um, probably that last three minutes up into this part and it was making a really 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 weird noise I don't know if it was my connection um with like my cords but I just want to make you aware that I did hear that and I really apologize for that sound that you all were hearing just to continue the first way that we can shift the atmosphere into our home you guys probably guessed these two which is inviting Jesus in praying okay reading the word of God Whenever we invite Jesus in, Satan cannot stay. You can't have dark and light um, together, okay? If there's light, there will be no darkness. And when we invite Jesus into our home, we, we are inviting love, peace, joy, um, patience, gentleness. We're inviting the fruits of the Spirit. That's a good way to put it. That's what we're inviting into our home. And when he's here, there will not be negativity. The next way is by playing music, whether that's worship music you can play to just further set the atmosphere. But I also love playing classical and French cafe jazz music in our home. Every time I play that, I just feel classical makes me a little bit more calmer. I love classical music in the first place. And I just love to have that on. If Josh and I are eating dinner, it just makes it seem like we're in like a little cute date setting. We could be in Italy or something. And it just makes me, you know, sometimes we'll get up and just dance around the kitchen. It just makes, it romanticizes those moments. 
The next thing is baking. Like, uh, are you kidding? Who doesn't love a sweet treat? Your children do, your husband do, you yourself do. This morning I woke up and I baked muffins early this morning. And when Josh gets home from work, um, he's going to be able to have some chocolate chip and white chocolate chip muffins. And they literally taste like cake. The next is just letting in natural light, just really making your environment feel more refreshed, which is going to lead me to the next one, which is setting a timer to clean or declutter. You guys, I did this yesterday for the first time, and I'm going to be doing it a lot. I set 15 minutes on the timer. During that time, I put down my phone, and I just got everything done that I could get done in 15 minutes before I left the house. I was able to clean up our pantry, um, to get it organized, I was able to fold the laundry. I put on another load of laundry. Um, what else did I do? I think I did the dishwasher. Like, I got a lot done in 15 minutes when I was focusing on getting it done. And in those moments, you could also be praying while that timer is, you know, is going. Maybe you don't have a lot of time. Even though we can literally, it doesn't have to be um, very, very structured when we pray to the Lord. We can literally just talk to him as, as easy as I'm talking to you. But if you want to have more of a structured, you know, time, put on a timer in that moment. Just pray and worship God. OK, those are pretty easy. And literally, I just I, I did a lot of talking and a lot of explaining just to lead up to those moments that can really shift the atmosphere in your home. That just make you have a good attitude, make you feel loving and joyful and not just feel so negative and, you know, burdened. Who wants to feel that way? Not me. So you all, thank you so, so much for being here. That is the last part of today's episode, and I hope you really, really enjoyed this. I hope you feel really encouraged and strengthened to know that whenever it feels really negative in your home or even at your job, wherever you are, know that you're strong enough to cast the enemy out and to invite in the presence of Jesus. You're able to invite in love and joy and peace and patience. Please do not forget to share this podcast and give me a five-star rating so others will find this podcast. And thank you so, so much for seeking the new with me, Alexa. Toodles!